welcome to the broadcast of Amanda, Shandy, and Colleen. My name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is season eight, episode three, episode 318. How is it going? Oh, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Everybody's feeling the heat, literally, yes. because we've had the hottest days on Earth record <laughs> lately. Yeah. What a time to be alive, huh? What a time. <laughs> what a time. What a time. Scorches. And this is the rest of our lives. Yep. But like, I, you know, exponentially worse as we go along. Yes. <laughs> although, I did, although I did read that El Nino was coming back. Remember that old friend from... Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But so the next that's going to make it worse. Yeah, so the next three years are going to be pretty bad. And then El Nino cool. leaves. So it's probably going to get slightly less bad, but still like... Depending on it's how never much going the planet back. has warmed. Right. It's know. never going back. It's yeah. just right. El Nino's El- going to make it a little worse for the next couple El Nino years. is like... That's the rainy season in like Southern California and like the West Coast, right? No, I think that's La Nina is the rainy one. El Nino is like the winds and the heat. Oh, okay. I think. Don't quote me on this, folks. Good times. Do your research. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, I'll look it up right now. El Nino is. And why uh, are they in Spanish? Because the, they, the, uh, uh, South American fishermen were the first ones to discover it in the ah, 1600s. Uh, see, okay. I was going to go with the, like the the wind channel. Ah, huh. Huh. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, El Nino is the upwelling of warm waters across the equatorial Pacific that influences temperature and precipitation patterns across the U.S. There you have it, folks. Yes. So it's associated with wetter than average conditions from Southern California to along the Gulf Coast, drier than average conditions in the Pacific Northwest and Ohio Valley, and the potential for warmer than average winter across the northern part of the U.S. So I think you were both right. So exactly. You were both right. You were right about the rain and I was right about the dry. We just... Yeah. yeah. Either way, it doesn't funny. sound great. No. No. As you're hearing this, we're actually recording this on uh, Thursday, July 13th. So this episode will be out hopefully tomorrow, fingers crossed. Uh, um, so we have very minimal editing. So uh, listen to all of our extra ums and uhs and uh, spaces. Just yeah. deal with it. Yeah, yeah deal with it. Deal with it this. this time. It's real life. Um, doing it but <laughs> I'm announcing that because... This is Amanda's first official episode as a 39-year-old. Happy birthday, Amanda! Oh, birthday! Oh, I feel I feel so old all day. It's like I can't formulate words. I it's, I've been failing at life today. So, welcome you know, in, welcome I've, in. Yeah, it's been a real crash landing into a, another year. So ho- hopefully it gets better as my body like readjusts to this new age. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you can do it. It's going to take a little bit of time. Okay, but you know, before you know it. You'll be 40. And then you'll be like, oh, that's 39 about. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's weird. I feel like I've been feeling like that for like a couple of months already. Like the lead up to it. It's like, no, no, you still have one more year. You still have mm. one more year in this decade. Like just stop your stress in. Like it's fine. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a bizarre feeling to, I've always been one to like celebrate aging because it, it, it is very much a blessing. Not everyone gets to do it and we should be mm-hmm. thankful for every moment we get. But I would be lying if I said there wasn't a big part of me that was like very, like uncomfortably terrified of forty. 
Right. But both of those things are true. And it's, it's, it's clearly affecting my, um, yeah. my ability to function. Yeah. And remember this, we, we talk about this like every time somebody has a birthday, but yeah. remember that sex in the city episode 30 fuck I'm old. Yeah. I think it was 28. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yes, I think it was. <laughs> I'm like, if only. Yeah. But yeah. Did you guys have a nice week off? Yes. Uh, it was 4th of July week. <laughs> I was like trying to think, oh, right. We went on a great epic New England road trip. That's right. You did. Right. Was it Was it wonderful? It was great. It was great. Excellent. One of us got car sick twice. I won't tell you which one of us it was. Was it a person that has that, uh, turned 39 yesterday or was it a person that is <laughs> it was not. two? Okay. It was not. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen a puke go out a child's nose? Neither had I. It's gross. Oh, oh lordy. I don't think I've ever seen that one, actually. It was oh, really... poor girl. It was not great. Oh, it was not goodness. great. She's a city kid. We didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah. But now we do. Now we know how to adequately... Do they make, like, kitty drama mean, or...? I think they do. I'm but sure I need to do. look into how children. young yeah. they can be to take it and, how, and what the dosages are. I mean, yeah. they can give stuff to cats, so I feel like... You know, it's <laughs> probably more than 15 pounds, right? Yeah. Last I checked. <laughs> Got to work out somehow. <laughs> but it was very fun otherwise. All puking aside, we had a great trip. We saw a <laughs> lot of people. We covered a lot of ground. It was fun. nice. Yeah. Good, good, good. Excellent. I am very happy to hear that. Um, good. I'm glad. Um Shandy pants. Did you have a good? I mean, I I know the Fourth of July is like your favorite holiday, and you like really count down to celebrating it every year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, like we used to always have like the greatest Fourth of July parties. Believe it or not, but it was like back in the olden days when we had friends who like lived in the same place as us. So fair enough. Yeah. I do. I feel like you used to talk about how you guys would have like barbecues. Yeah, they were yeah. great. Yeah. But a little bit harder to do when, you know, don't know that many people. True. Well, well I'm um, new. You'll you'll get yeah. there. You'll get there. It takes, it takes time to build a network. I'm planning on being here for 4th of July next year. So you can come light sparklers in my driveway or we'll come light sparklers in yours. <laughs> Your driveway or mine. I was in Florida, a MAGA shithole. Uh, it was very hot. <laughs> Mega shithole with like 90 degree ocean right now because was, of global warming and or climate change. So, I should okay. say, and I will say yeah, that geez, I like a circle of hell, huh? Yeah. I, I love warm ocean water and warm pool water. So I actually did not oh, like that. Great. I was like, just like mm. for the ocean. Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't there love was, that for the just ocean. Like I love that for you, but yes. I, yes. So actually, um, there wasn't, so we went to, there's a, you know, we were in Marco Island. Again, when I say it was a MAGA shithole, it was a fucking MAGA shithole. Like, it was so uncomfortable to be around people that you know just, like, hate you. Even, or hate, like, people that just, like, they're told to hate you because they, they, they're different. I mean, it's just, it's just Because you, so like, stupid. care about other people. Right. Right, like, right. You know, it, the world you inhabit and the air you yeah. breathe and, like, yes. you know, just really petty stuff. Yeah. really petty stuff or um but you know anyway so <laughs> uh there was a one point we went to a, a different beach that uh 
is not the one that's like our usual one. And that like the big thing about this beach is that there's a lot of starfish that float through it. And the last two years that we went, we did encounter starfish in the water and um, sand dollars and whatnot. And cool. it was very, very cool. There was nothing this year. And as we're like wading through it to like kind of see if we can see anything, Jay was like, this water is so hot that like it's hard mm. to believe that anything is living in this water other than like deadly bacteria. Exactly. Mm. It's like Yellowstone up in there. Yeah. Ooh. And, and it was hot. So, yeah. But, you know, the one good thing I'll say about Florida, the one good thing is they have spectacular thunder and lightning storms oh mm. so on the fourth of july they had fireworks on the beach and then like just probably so in our periphery it was like right left it was like right there but like mile wise it was probably like 10 miles apart right and we had fireworks on one side and then this crazy like thunder and lightning storm on the other side and, like, there was never any danger of, like, the rain coming for the fireworks because mm. you could, like, you mm. know, tell. But, like, it was so cool. Like, a firework would go off and then, like, it would be, like, zigzag lightning. It was really, really cool. So I will I will give you that, Florida. Like, Mother <laughs> Nature hates you but puts on a good show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that was, that was long out. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. But there was one night that we, um, it was our last night there. I sat outside for 45 minutes and just watched the lightning. And I have so many videos because I just could not get over the fact that it was just, it was everywhere. Like it was, mm -hmm. there was like zigzag lightnings and like flashes in the sky. And it was like everywhere cool. you look. It wasn't even right. one concentrated place. Like you had to guess where it was going to come next. Wow. And like there would be, and I, cause I was rewatching some of the videos to like, delete some of them and like just because i don't need that many i don't need yeah, yeah, yeah. worth of like two minute clips here and there mm -hmm. and even as i was watching them to delete them i was like gosh like the sky really did light up and it was like 10 o'clock at night and it looked like it was like three o'clock in the afternoon it was really wow. cool wow so, so I, I can find nice things to say <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah. yeah very diplomatic of you yeah yeah just a lot of mega flags mm. And and tents and koozies and tumblers and bumper stickers and <sighs> more flags. It's a level of dedication. Cult dedication. Yeah, yeah real cultish. Mm, that's what I'd call it. <laughs> like, you know, I uh I don't know. I can't imagine ever flying a flag and like that level of merchandise for one single person right just like blind <laughs> blind adoration it's so weird it's, it's just so like bizarre. i mean especially for a person that's not shitty but yes for any person right like actually for like a horrible human being but like i understand but even that aside like bumper stickers and lawn signs okay that's like you know Political affiliation, like generally accepted uh, decor. Well, well, bumper stickers, it's kind of like, man. I've done bumper stickers before. Uh, I, I've done bumper stickers. Yeah, but do, I mean, because like the idea is like once it's on, it's on until your car is like dead. Oh, no, no, no. I actually have, I bought the magnetic sheets from Michael's. <laughs> like I the actually, static ones that you can like, they just go on no. the inside and then you just peel them off. No, no, I just, I just, I put the bumper sticker on the magnetic sheet and then I just cut around it. So that way I, so, um, 
Shandy, you've been to my house recently. That Sherry Beasley bumper sticker that's on mm -hmm. my garage, that's magnetic. Jay just took it off the car after the election that's and like threw awesome. it on the garage and we're yeah, I, okay. lazy yeah. and haven't moved it for six months. Yeah, I'm fully on board with that, but it's like when you still have like a bumper sticker from like the 80s on your car. Because I know, I think it's really funny sometimes like, yeah, when not I all see like- age well. Yeah. No, like, no. 10 years, it's sort no. of like, well, a year even is like a finite winners. amount of time. Yeah. Yes. Makes yes. Your, your car kind of a time machine in a certain totally. way. Even like Obama 08. Like, yeah, I still see those. And that and was I'm important. Like, guys. That was, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it was a long time ago. Get over yeah. Like, come on. Like, still on the get over it. You're like, I just can't get it off my car. <laughs> I, mean, I suppose that's, I can cover I mean, it. But that's, uh, that's the reason I'm skeptical about yeah. political bumper well, stickers. But I like your solution. If you want, if you ever no, want, no, I'll give you a sheet. I don't. Okay. Just what if this conversation sheet. makes you think I want that? <laughs> just the magnetic sheet. And then you put it on for election no, season no, and you take no, it off when it's done. Nope, 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 nope. Shandy is literally doing the like no take back. <laughs> nope, nope. I feel like it's, we've talked about this before. I've mentioned my, my car in high school. The bumper was like covered. Maybe we haven't talked about it. I feel like I posted a picture because we you talked know what? about let's, it. I think we did, but let's talk I'm about like, it yeah, again. Like, you know what? You can never thing. talk about bumpers too much. Yeah. And, and it was great. And it was like, you know, a budding form of self-expression. I was in high school and it, like many of them were very political uh, and I love it. And I, that's why I have a picture of it somewhere still, but now it's like this constant thing of like, Frank would kind of like to put a bunch on and I'm like, can we put zero? <laughs> and, and there's a tension there. So there's like a one, one Montana one that I was like, okay, I think we can agree yes. on this, but like politics, no. That's fair. I, I respect I respect that logic. I respect it. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> I don't I mean, I remember going with this. But this week, we are talking about two of my favorite movies, My Cousin Vinny and Legally Blonde. That was a really terrible transition, but we're just going to roll with it. <laughs> you know, it's a little prob problematic, like both movies, one would argue, but enjoyable nonetheless. <laughs> but you know something... It, neither of them were as problematic as I was thought that they could be, and that was nice. Yeah, yeah. They, they certainly balanced their, like, problematic parts with, like, fairly progressive parts as well. So I feel like it, it all kind of, you know, the I end will result say, is enjoyable. Frank walked in, like, halfway through Legally Blonde and caught just, like, a little bit of it and then, you know, had an opinion. And that wasn't, okay. you know... I wasn't going to yeah. push it, but it's like, imagine if you don't really know like the premise and you didn't really watch it the whole way through and you walk mm. in and you're like, okay. Jay was watching it in the background when I was watching it and it, I didn't realize it was the first time that he'd seen it. Hmm. So that was, I was, that was like, fun. I was <laughs> like, hey, I think, think what you will about this movie, but that's Reese Witherspoon who I've acted with in a scene. So. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> My good friend Reese Your good friend Reese. <laughs> Laura Jean Poon. <laughs> but I also like couldn't help but think you know it's like Reese Witherspoon is ageless like she uh -huh. still looks so, like our age but uh -huh. then you look at that movie and you're like oh no sh she does age because she looks even younger uh -huh. in that movie uh-huh she's yeah. so adorable she just movie. ages yeah. slower than the rest of us yeah she really does yeah she's beautiful yeah beautiful but she yeah she's so adorable in that movie do which you want to talk about first Legally Blonde or My Cousin Vinny I guess we're doing Legally Blonde. Okay, Feels let's like go in reverse uh, chronological order. Yeah, that works. 
I forgot how many lines came out of this movie that, like, you know, I say to myself sometimes or, like, you know, or in, like, like when, uh, what's-his-face, Warner goes to her, you got into Harvard? And she's like, what? Like, it's hard? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome. It is pretty funny. I do. I do have to say the opening credits w- were very reminiscent to me of Clueless. Yes. You know they were, and it took me until halfway through the movie to remember that, like, oh yeah, she was in college, not like high school. Because at one point I was like, man, there's a lot of people that just randomly like live in her father's house, and I was <laughs> like, oh yeah, she went to law school, so she was in college. <laughs> Well, just like what a time capsule. Like I remember that song being like absolutely yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And just like those little things like the the big chunky bracelet with like the heart pendant and those like Tiffany necklaces, those like really ugly like chunky Tiffany necklaces that somehow like everybody had to have. 2001, man. Yeah. The crop tops. Like it was just like it really encapsulated like pop culture. Mhm. It at that just that tiny moment in time. The crop tops are like making a comeback and I do not support oh, it's, this. It's all making a comeback. It's very it's, Oh, yeah. Crop tops are like huge. I do not support. So long as we can keep our high-waisted stuff. I'm fine with the crop top so long as my <laughs> pants can still go past my belly button. Yes, please. So long as I can do that, I'm here for it. I love that look. I will wear that look as long as this figure will allow me to feel uh, yeah, comfortable yeah. in rocking that look yeah as soon as we start lowering our pant line again i'm out i'm out i'm out because i don't and and like i i mean maybe maybe in my approaching 40 i've become um i was gonna say conservative but we all know that's not what i mean um (laughs) but like it's not i'm trying not trying to be prudish but i like i I truly don't understand just like bearing midriff like your clothes kind of from like shoulders to whatever and like if yeah, in the middle, some of it's just like it, it. It looks, yeah, it looks, it looks cold, uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's about and you feeling comfortable, so huh? you know. Yeah, I don't know, it's about like if the person that's wearing it feels comfortable and like yeah. hot and like feeling but, their but shit. Do they? I also kind of like the ventilation. <laughs> I like that little bit of extra air. Yeah, I would think it's cold. I think of like women in the office space, they're always cold because oh, no, like I wouldn't the temperatures are made for men. So you're going to like oh, show yeah, yeah, up. No. And... Yeah, no, I'm not wearing my crop top. I'm just thinking office. about going out in your daily life. Like there are various different activities that one does. And that just seems very cold and uncomfortable. Yeah, but they live in Southern California to start. Yeah. And then like. It's not as hot know. as everyone thinks in Southern California. That's very true. I'm That's right. very true. <laughs> I'm going to San Diego on Saturday. <laughs> and I do need to dress accordingly because sometimes it does get chilly at Yes. Time. So, you know, bring a long sweater to go with your crop top. (laughs) Bottom line, I'm not going to lie. I think that might be my perfect outfit. Very high pants. We can do the crop top and a very long sweater. I think that that might be be the outfit. That might be the uniform, I think. (laughs) Because I'm a very, but see, like here to to counterpoint, I have a very short torso. So like even with a crop crop top. top is just like a t-shirt for you. It's just, yeah. It's just like an appropriately cut (laughs) t-shirt. I get to show a little tiny bit of skin. I don't have to deal with like the awkward, weird hems or like the extra fabric that yeah. can kind of add and accentuate, make your middle look bigger. See, I'm I, I don't know. The, I'm, I'm thinking it. about the crop top, crop top, like the 
where it's like four, six inches. Sometimes now even more. Oh yeah, Again, no. you can see. Bottom line, line, you've gone too far. <laughs> you've gone too far. <laughs> bottom line, obviously, everyone should dress however they want. I'm just saying, it's not for me, and I don't understand it. That's fair. Um, okay, but back to Legally Blonde. Um, <laughs> other than like how fun the quotes were from this movie that I had forgotten about, I have this weird memory. Like, obviously, it's a false like memory that the UPS guy was the janitor from Scrubs. They look very similar. I could see why you would think that. But like, even up until the point where he came on screen, I was expecting it to be him. Interesting. Interesting. What? I saw the janitor in Scrubs in something recently. He was in something was... recently. Hmm. He what? was definitely in something recently. And I was like, holy shit, that's the janitor from Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if it was like something recently that came out or something I watched recently that was old that I was like, oh shit. Uh, let, let me look real quick. His name is Neil Oh, Quinn. Oh, you know what I think he's in? I think he's in Shrinking. Which I just watched. He isn't shrinking. Yes. You're right. He, and there's that he's one a cameo episode in shrinking. Yep. Because Zach Braff like directs an episode. Directs the, yeah. And that's where I was like, got it. Yep. That's oh, exactly yeah. what that's exactly yeah. it. He was in that episode of Shrinking. <laughs> oh, I'll add that to the list. Excellent. Shrinking is so good. Yeah. I'm very behind on all the TV. I feel like there's just a lot of things to watch right now. But I feel like that's just like yeah, we're in it, the age of streaming. Yeah. There's just too many things to watch, just generally speaking. Yeah, no, but you'll have time because they're not making anything right now. So exactly, yes, we're all going to catch up. Everything's going to grind to a halt, except for Netflix that apparently like um, strike proofed themselves. And oh, did they really? We can talk about that after. But um, yes, uh, so yeah, that was that was my uh, big biggest takeaway from League of Blonde. I was like, wait, Neil Flynn is not the ups guy in this movie but okay w- w- i don't know i i think it's i oh i i love i love both movies and i had a good time watching both movies i recognize that there were some issues with each one but i feel like both of them are also like both issues are of the time that the movie was made in and i don't yeah. think that those jokes would be like those so i think for Legally Blonde, are we thinking what, that, what, what, what are you thinking would be the more problematic stuff? Because what Jay had pointed out was the scene in the courtroom where she knew he was gay because he knew designer clothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the movie, both movies rely very heavily on stereotype to, yes. to make the joke. And But I think, you know, it's, yeah, if you peel back a little further, like these are studio, big studio films. And like, if these strikes have taught us nothing, it's like big, big studio films cater to what they determine to be a mass appeal audience, which is a suburban white middle-class audience. So like, you know, with that lens in mind, yes, you can argue it's like of the time, but like neither and I, I, there, that's what it does. Yeah. I feel like that particular thing could still be a joke, but approached and handled in a different way. Mm. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. It, it's not, it wasn't like mean-spirited. And it, exactly. It no. wasn't mean-spirited yeah. at all. So I, I feel like that's something that could absolutely be reworked for a 2023 audience. Yeah. And because I don't think that any of that was intended to be like offensive, 
But if anybody out there is listening that, you know, is gay pool boy who <laughs> who knows their designers, please let us know. Right. Or who doesn't? But, you know. and is like, hey, <laughs> not all gay pool boys. No, but for, I mean, I like <laughs> it, it sticks. It sticks out today when you watch it as something that's like, oh yeah, it was two thousand one. Yeah. But it's not as uh, there's something else in in uh, my cousin Vinny that's like, okay, it was it was nineteen ninety whatever. But like, ooh. Yeah. But I, I did just want to say before I forget, um, I forgot that Selma Blair was in it, and I forgot that they became friends at the end, which I loved. Yes. Yeah. And I also forgot until I'm just saying it now that they were together in Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Yes. Which I also which, fucking loved. And it's also super know, problematic, but it's based on like one of my favorite ever books. It's, well, Cruel Intentions is Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe and Reese Witherspoon, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And okay. Selma Blair. Mm-hmm. Selma Blair. And that one yeah. came out before Legally Blonde, right? Uh, I think so. That was was late nineties. Let's see. I think Cruel Intentions was late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Let me look. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that was like during like the height of Selma Blair, like Selma Blairing. God, I love Selma Blair. What's in this iced tea? (laughs) Also, super fucking problematic. Right. Right. But okay, what did you like about the movie? Still, like, I just. I love how, I love how both movies, like, because I don't know, it's always a fun trope for the unexpected hero, even though you know they're going to be the hero. But like, you have Elle, who it's set up that she's super smart anyway, but is just not the stereotypical lawyer. And uh, I, I love that she comes to like the realization based on just everyday layman knowledge for her at the end to win the case and in my cousin Vinny, it's the same thing like it's set up that he's very good like a litigious person in real life was good at arguing mm-hmm. and he ends up solving the case just because it's some simple layman thing that that you know he and mona lisa knew at the end yeah so i don't know i think yeah. that's part of what makes these movies so fun too. yeah i picked Underdog. up on that too yeah it's like i liked that in both movies our heroes apply just general logic and quick wit to like win the day and i i yes. think that's that's a that's a good message to like put put forward um but yeah i i picked up on that too yeah, yeah. i mean it allows us to like identify with them because they're you know more using more everything because we're not lawyers but right yeah which is also a thought i had watching this because as a like a teenager i wouldn't have thought about this but it's just like i wonder how lawyers feel about these movies and if they truly, (laughs) truly hate them because they are just so utterly implausible and so probably fly against any rules of of law and decorum and and courtroom. And I I don't know. Colleen, you're probably closer to this. Well, you're definitely closer than I am. Okay, so fun fact, when I did my paralegal paralegal certification, God, 11, 12 years ago at this point, we had to pick a movie or, or something and like write a paper on it. And I did mm. my cousin Vinny. Uh, <laughs> nice. Please do extrapolate. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I did I did well on it. I presented like whatever. And it, you know, it's a movie that goes over well, like in class. I've never actually asked an attorney that I ever worked with 
what they thought of the movie. And I feel like I missed out. I should have. I am just so curious because <laughs> particularly with uh, Legally Blonde, it's like she is a first year law student. Like there's no way any of this, like she would even be in a position oh, yeah, to no, be like she working on the case to then be in the courtroom to then like be representing the client in this high stakes murder trial. Right. And she's like, also, they're all first year law students. Right. It's utterly like, none of like It's not just her and then like a whole bunch of others where you could, you know, make a case like, well, she was really smart and also hot because he wanted to hit on her. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all. So it's, it's, it's a lot of suspension of disbelief. Right. Right. A hundred percent. And I so, wonder, like, as a lawyer, if you can just, like, enjoy it, that it's so removed from reality that you can enjoy it because of that. Like, you're just like, oh, it's just like a silly movie. And isn't Reese, Reese Witherspoon adorable? Or does it drive you insane? I kind of <laughs> wonder if, like, the movies where there's such big characters that you can suspend disbelief because you're just enjoying, like, sitting back and being like, all right, like... I wonder if it's difficult if they get any aspect of like law actually wrong. And that would be a bigger issue that somebody that practices law would. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. And I'm sure they do. Yeah. You're like, Lawyers. ah, that wouldn't happen Lawyers, in real life. Write us. Write yeah. in. Tell us. Yeah. 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 Let yeah. us know. Let us straight. Brian. Brian. Yeah. Yes, Brian. please. No, but I mean, I have to think that they do. Because like for these things, like you, you would think that like, especially whatever the budget was, you know, for this movie that they would like do their research and stuff. But like, then you think about, you know, movie, any movie for, this is like my one area of expertise, any movie that has like any French in it, it's probably going to be wrong. It's probably not even going to be a French person. It's probably like, I like Home Alone, you know, the guy in the play, like, what the fuck? It's like, it's not that hard. Right. So I have to think that probably the same thing applies to any and all of this, these types um, of like, Things where it's like, you know, you could look it up and like get, you know, hire a consultant who actually knows and make sure you get your information right. But they probably just didn't. Um, funny story about you mentioning French. We, uh, against our better judgment, we took the kids to see Mission Impossible today because we heard that, you know, it's just action. There's no like, you know, bad language or sex or like particularly bad violence. We did our due diligence beforehand. It's just really long. It's almost three hours. But anyway, there's a part where one of the characters is about to go unconscious and she's talking to um, Tom Cruise's character in French and he's talking back to her. So there's uh, subtitles. And I was reading the subtitles to Alex and he just goes, Mom, stop spoiling the movie for me. <laughs> And I was like, but don't you want to know what happened? Like they're what they're saying in another language? And he was like, You're spoiling it. And I was like, Okay, okay, okay. I'll refrain. <laughs> I didn't realize just like you could full speak version. French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, I yelled at. Okay, fine. Anyway, um yeah. I'm sure it's atrocious. Just saying the actual I, French that they were speaking. Just well, saying. I feel like using the like, you know, a uh, uh, plot point where the character is, you know, like about to pass out. So they're like trying to give the information before it's too late. They're like broken French and like in between like heavy breathing. I feel like that was kind of like cheating. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. But back to uh, the movies at hand. 
Okay. Anything else about Legally Blonde? I love, love her dog her and all the outfits. Yes. Oh my gosh. The, oh, the dog. Oh, like motorborn at the I end. I just love the little so dog. Yeah. I love when the when she's studying and the dog is also like getting the hair done too. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge, we didn't even. Jennifer Coolidge, yes, that was the, the best. Uh, so that was one of the big movies that she did after American Pie. Yeah, and yes. yeah, I still and that's what I, when because Jay was doing work as he was watching, but like when she was going to do the bend and snap, I was like, watch yeah. this, watch this. It's going to remind <laughs> you of me. <laughs> I still like. I'm probably unpopular opinion, but I still think the bend and snap is so stupid. It, oh, I'm with you. That I was just gonna say, like, I do not understand it. I, I understand. Know. I understand what they're doing in the movie, but like, they could have done anything that actually made sense. But you know, it served its purpose for the it, hitting him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was just like we we need but a gag. Like we need a moment. Move, yeah, we need yeah. like a memorable shtick, and uh, like, yeah, yeah, that's what they chose. So they came but it with. works though because you still remember it. Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's like I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Like it serves a purpose. I just think it's dumb. Fair but enough. But we remember it, so like mission accomplished. Yes, exactly. Yeah, different mission accomplished. Yes. Yeah. Different mission accomplished. I will. Uh, I do want to mention something that uh, I was watching this movie with my friend Anna, who came, who was staying with us that night, and so we watched it together. And she picked up on something that. I wouldn't have noticed. Oh. Um, but if you watch the movie closely enough, Reese Witherspoon's stunt double or like her reverse person uh -huh. is very, very bad. That like oh. the hair never matches. When you oh. see like a reverse shot of her, like in 80% of the movie does not match. Like oh, the hair. I, feel like I need to rewatch. <laughs> and I wouldn't have noticed it had she been like, look at that. That's not her. That's not her. That's not her. She's like, look at the hair in this angle. Look at the hair in this angle. Very different. Sometimes there were scenes like at the end. Interesting. Um, at the end after the courtroom where like they leave and it's still part of the scene, but they're like left the courtroom. Her hair, Reese Witherspoon's hair is a different color and it's what? flatter. Like it's a slightly oh. different shade of blonde. So you're like, huh did they are these all reshoots like did they go back and like change yeah. things oh, like there's, what's happening here and i like it blew my mind it absolutely blew my mind there's definitely one part that's a reshoot because reese is i forget what the scene was but i took note and i and her hair was different and darker and so we are probably thinking of the same thing it's toward it's towards the end it's a scene i think with her and luke wilson i think so but she's actually like She's, you can tell it's her, like she's speaking. Yes, no, it's, but it's, it's, but it's her I hair is noticeably different. Noticeably darker. I, yeah. yes, I, I am blanking on it now, but I definitely made that note in my yeah. head, but I didn't notice like the stand-ins or the stunt doubles or anything like that. Yeah. A lot of the scenes like in, um, basically anytime she's sitting down. <laughs> Interesting. So like when she's in the, um, like the first scene where she's like getting dumped like that's yeah. different it's really noticeable mm -hmm. in like the first scene with jennifer coolidge in the nail salon mm -hmm. oh. that you'd see like you sort of see reese witherspoon head on you could tell it's her face but then any kind of reverse shot where you're looking at like her back uh-huh the hair is different oh. almost where it's like sort of the heads are different so like uh-huh 
uh-huh, it's uh-huh. you can't unsee it once you see it. Like I would have never noticed it had she not pointed it out, and then yeah. I like, couldn't unsee it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I might have to go back. Also, yeah, yeah. It's 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 worth a it's worth a rewatch with that in mind. Okay, I really did have fun time rewatching this movie. Like it does it it does make me laugh like a lot. And I feel yeah. like it's one of the better movies that holds up overall. I think it's fucking from wild. From 2001? That, yeah. From yeah, 2001, yeah, no, that's so. fair. I, yeah. I think it's fucking wild that, like, he touched her thigh once. And, like, that was her, like, she's so yeah. early on. Like, yeah. that was her, that like, felt, fuck yeah. no. Yeah, I, that felt very, um, you know, for all its arguable faults. Like, that felt really um, on point and, like... Yeah, like I feel like back then. Smart. Yeah, like back then mm-hmm. it was that I I don't know I don't know because I don't remember because we were in fucking seniors in high school so like mm-hmm. I don't remember but like I don't know I feel like even if that was like now like him just touching her knee like it wouldn't have been called out the plot would have gone a whole different way mm-hmm. and I kind of thought it was really cool that she was just like no I know who I am fuck you yeah. and yeah. you're a creep. Mm-hmm. Well, and even the step further of just like the believing, believing her. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah, even Luke a Wilson question. Her, like, yeah. Right. It right wasn't away. even a like, well, are you sure? Like maybe you misconstrued, just like uh-huh. straight up believed her, you know, the spin realigning of like the pitting the women against each other yes. to then yes. have that reverse. And, like, it. and it was so, so quick. That, that part was really yeah. clever and really like pointed and intentional. So I feel like it makes yeah. up for a lot of its potential like totally. in other categories because it clearly did have they were clearly having some com- important conversations like yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the crafting of the movie and the script. Yeah, because yeah. Selma, Selma Blair's character got there so fast. Yeah. And that's, I didn't remember what, like where they landed at the end, but I think I was expecting them to just be like frenemies the whole time. Yeah. And so when that, when she, her initial reaction, I was like, oh shit, here we go. But then right after, so proud. Yeah. Good yeah. Job. Yeah. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that too. It was like, yeah. hooray. Yeah. Yeah. It was super unrealistic though, that a first year law student would be able to represent her and that Luke Wilson as like a first year associate would be like, I'm going to stand up for her when he was risking going against a good old boy bigwig mm-hmm. well, that could have you know. easily ruined his career. Right. However, um, but she was really I guess cute. So she was super cute, but <laughs> super cute with really good boobs. Exactly. Oh, okay. First of all, when she said that, I was I looked at Jay and I was like, and she doesn't even have big boobs. <laughs> Right. Not, not a were, single wardrobe choice was like, you really saw no cleavage the whole movie. No, they brought Jennifer uh, Coolidge in for those tits. Yep. Not <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 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 Jesus, I've totally lost my train of thought because now I'm thinking about Just thinking about Reese Jennifer Coolidge boobs. <laughs> no, Reese Witherspoon's little tiny tits. <laughs> but- <laughs> When Victor Garber does the like, you know, thigh thing, Jay was watching from the dining room table as he was working. He was like, "No, I thought Victor Garber always played a good guy." No, not <laughs> I was always, like, no. unfortunately, no. <laughs> he went through a whole phase. 
Mm. Yeah, he was sleazy too. <laughs> yeah, he played the villain in a few movies around that time, if memory serves. I can't think yeah. of any of them, but I know I've definitely I know. seen him play the bad guy in something else. I was like, Jay, you gotta get Titanic off your mind. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's so funny because Luke Wilson looks the exact same age. Yeah. Yes. Also ageless. Yeah. 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 Uh, before we move on to my cousin Vinny, though, I still had the Neil Flynn Wikipedia pulled up. And I remember the other thing that I saw him in recently. That is uh, what I was thinking of. And that is we recently watched Rookie of the Year with the kids. And he's in Rookie yes. of the Year. He's one of the baseball players. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Gosh, that's a good one. He is, and here's my transition. Please tell so me that Daniel... movie holds up. Don't ruin that for me. Don't tell me there's anything super problematic <laughs> or terrible about that movie because I don't think I can handle it. So the super weirdest thing about Rookie of the Year is fucking Gary Busey is normal. Oh. And like is that pre or post head injury? Pre, I think. Okay. And um, sort of attractive hmm. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> but that was yeah. We did rewatch it, and it. it you know, it's it's got its issues, but at the end, spoiler alert, uh, it is the mom that he got the baseball talent from. Wow. I guess I really forgot a lot about this movie. Remember, like, she says, float it. And then he looks and he undoes the mitt, and it's her name on the mitt, but he always thought it was the dad, but, like, she was oh, knocked yeah. up as a teenager, and he didn't know his dad, and it was this whole thing where they she lied to him that his dad was a baseball player. So, like, that part's kind of problematic a little bit, but, like, also, like, as a grown-up, you also are kind of like, I'm going to roll with this because yeah. I know where it goes in the end, and it's that yeah. the mom's the hero. Yeah. But um, I often anyway. confuse that movie with Angels in the Outfield, too. We also time. They're both really great baseball movies with very cute um, yes. tween boys in it. Yes. <laughs> but Rookie of the Year is... Um, uh, 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 what's his face? Uh, from Thomas a, Ian Nicholas. Yeah, from, from uh, American Pie. American Pie, yes. Angels in the Outfield is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, yes. The other, oh, uh, the other three yeah. names, <laughs> young man from the 90s. Yes. We also recently, we watched Angels in the Outfield like a year ago with them, and they were kind of like, huh? <laughs> we're like, don't worry about it. This, this is our childhood. <laughs> you make your own challenge memories when your parents are going to take you to see Mission Look, Impossible 17 in a year <laughs> I just can't get over the janitor oh, anyway. being in that movie he is so he is he's one of the baseball players in the movie but here's my transition okay. so Daniel Stern directed that movie I believe and Daniel Stern is in what movie everybody my cousin Vinny. Nope. <laughs> That's a really good guess. I thought that would have been brilliant. But you know, <laughs> I assume this is a transition to ultimately get us to yes, my it cousin is. Vinny. So, so Daniel Stern is Marv in Home Alone. Oh, also... great transition. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that name sounded familiar. Yes. I don't know actors' names, but that did sound so familiar. My cousin Vinny is it's 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 fairly children friendly, but there's a lot of cursing. Yes. So I tried to keep the kids out of the room while I was watching it. And Alex comes up at one point and he like can't get over the fact that um, uh, what's his face is in it. Um, uh, uh, Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. 
Yeah, no, it's really fucking weird. And I looked because I was like, shit, what came out first? Because this my Kings Mini came out in '92. Home Alone One came out in 1990. Home Alone Two came out in 1992. So like, it's contemporaneous. Like, it's yeah, totally yeah. wild. Very weird to see him. Very weird. So he yeah. kept going, that's Harry. That's Harry. Why is Harry in this movie? Harry's saying bad words. Harry said the F word. Why is Harry wearing he a He tried shirt? to say Why? the F word in Home Alone, but he just yeah, yeah. mumbled it. So. <laughs> he, got to, he got to fly. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so... Alex was like so tickled that Joe Pesci was in was my cousin. If anybody could not get over the fact, he was like, "But he has hair. Why does he have hair?" And I was like, "It's a wig. Don't worry about it." Is it a wig? I don't know. I just told him that because he wanted him to stop bugging me about it. But Jay was like, "Maybe he shaved his hair for the other movie." And I was like, "I don't know. A bald cap seems more reasonable." But okay, um, it was this whole thing that I did not look up. So anyway, my cousin Vinny. One of my all-time favorite movies ever because I used to watch it with my grandpa Aww. and he used to always go, are you sure? And then we'd have to be like, I'm positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I still and love I Marissa Tomei. I will love yeah. her every day. She is I know. just, yeah. I love her in this movie. She's like She's such a caricature and uh, but it, I still just love it. Like just to she's a the heart. She is the, the heart. She is the heart. Yeah. And I love that yeah, she yeah. gets to be kind of the hero at the end. Like her brain. Yeah. Pause attraction. Yeah. I just, I love her. <laughs> it's a trick fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> the 1964 Blue Sky, Blue Skywalk. I can't even say it. Buick Spoiler. Skylark. Luke Skylark didn't even have a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> but by, I, I, there's so many memorable, like, lines in, in this movie. And, and I love that, like, the courtroom aspect of it. But again, Marissa Tomei, obviously, Mona Lisa Vito takes the movie. And I, I can't tell if I love the, like, my biological clock, boom, 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 is ticking like this. <laughs> <laughs> or everybody's favorite line uh imagine you're a deer <laughs> bam somebody blows your head off do you give a fuck what kind of pants the son of bitch you shot you was wearing <laughs> and the fact that she's in the fucking like is that which is the scene where she's in the amazing bodysuit that only she could pull off? That's mm. when they're outside the the cabin where she's like. So tick, that's tick, the biological like, clock. Yeah, the biological <laughs> clock. She's wearing like that, like it's a black big floral print, <laughs> skin tight. Like who can wear that? Just her. Yeah. See, that's where I draw the line. I'm here for <laughs> yeah. crop tops. I am not here <laughs> for skin tight bodysuits. <laughs> It's called Disclosure, you dickhead. <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times growing up. It's no wonder I have such a potty mouth. Look at what I was exposed to as a child. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I love this movie. I, I you know, it, it has its, its things. It's so fucking awkward, like, how many times he's, like, lying about his jelly Jerry Gallo. Oh, you mean Jerry Callow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I love it. But it's also awkward because 
I know he's supposed to be like, you know, 30, 35, but he still looks like he's 55. Right. <laughs> that I always like throws Joe me off. Pesci never looked young. Right. But I think Certain he was like, like closer to 55 than 35. Probably. Probably. I mean, how old is he now? <laughs> you look it up. Hold on. Mm. I still have Home Alone pulled up. <laughs> Joe Pesci. How old is Joe Pesci? He was, he's 80 years old right now. Whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> So what year was uh? So by that uh, account, he looks 1992. Good. So uh, this was 1992. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, okay. Wait, hold on. Let's do 1992 minus 1943. So he was 49 when he made that movie. Oh. <laughs> like I said, closer to 55 than the 35. <laughs> but he was born on. Oh my God! He was born on February 9th. In Newark, oh, New Jersey, wow. which just furthers my theory that Alex is reincarnated from a little old Italian mobster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he and uh, Zachary had a fight at the pool at Jack and Cindy's pool yesterday, and they it was so that the whistle got blown on them by the lifeguard. And Cindy had to take them out and talk to them. And when she talks to Alex, he goes, I'm sorry, Gigi. I'm trying to work on my emotions. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, a five-year-old says that. No, like Alex. And then as we were leaving, in the, after I picked them up, we're going home. And Zach was doing something that was bothering Alex. And he just goes, for the love of God, Zachary, stop talking. And I was like, <laughs> wait. I was like, what? He was like, what? I didn't say shut up. <laughs> you didn't. No, like, where did you hear for the love of God from? He was like, and he and Zachary both went, you? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it's not a swear word. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a swear word. word. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, my cousin Vidi, what do we like? What do we don't? What's problematic? What holds up still? So I would say the problematic thing, like the big one, is the whole like misunderstanding. It's supposed to be comedy, but the misunderstanding when Harry first comes on the scene, and by Harry, I mean Vinny, um, in the prison, (laughs) and the other guy assumes that he's going to be sexually assaulted, and like, that's not funny. No. You know what's you know what's actually even more not funny is that's definitely still a joke that like a Staten Island filmmaker would make today. I think it's oh, right. Fine. right. <laughs> There's a certain part of the population yeah. that still that doesn't still thinks that that's fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not funny if it's happening to women, it's not funny if it's happening to men, it's not funny if it's happening to incarcerated people, it's Anybody. not funny if it's happening to anybody. Yeah. 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 Not funny. But I, I could I mean it's very, very of the era. And yeah. I think, like, I mean, I didn't see this movie when it first came out. I think I saw, I saw it once when I was maybe in, like, grad school. And then this was my second time. But I'm sure if I would have seen it in the early 90s, I probably would have, like, laughed at that. But Right. Yeah. But again, it was the early 90s. And we didn't. We weren't yeah. having no the conversation. We, were, we weren't having yeah. the conversations we're having today. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do love, though, that in the end, it's the woman with the superior knowledge of cars that yes. yep. saves yes. the day yep. and saves his ass too by having yep. the judge that was his like sponsor very unethically call up and lie for him <laughs> yes. it's not 
sounds weird, but you know, yeah. whatever. Right. Again, back to my point about right. like, what do lawyers actually think about these movies? Right. <laughs> Luckily, it was in 1992, so like the internet didn't exist, and you couldn't just like yeah. right, look right. people up. So that helped, but yeah, I did um, think of that too. I was like, oh man, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like certain parts of the internet just internet. like wouldn't work in a modern era because <laughs> right. it's just like, right. well, you're yeah. you're DOA. Yeah. Yeah. Or at that point, Mona Lisa would have like really quickly set up a website for him that was like super famous. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's always a solution. I, the other thing that I didn't like was um, how much of a dick he is to her. And, mm. and the, you know, by the end of it, they like make up. And, but it's like, yeah, he, he's he's a dick. And we're supposed to just like sort of. Right. We're supposed take to take like, it as. It's like we're supposed to think that's could... part of the joke. I'm just like, whoa, they've got this kind of like. Uh, yes. Yeah, this, this quirky but see, dynamic. That's a, exactly. But that's a very Italian relationship joke. Yeah, but you but can't that, be like and, uh, borderline abusive to people. But again, that's Don't a care very about culture. That's you know, that's a very Italian relationship joke of that era. Like I'm uh, not saying yeah, it's right the, or wrong, era, but like sure, yeah. that is definitely. I, I mean, I think the larger culture also, even at the time, that I would, was just yeah. like seems I would normal. Agree with that. Yeah. 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 Which is funny because then like society always talks about how women are quote unquote emotional. It's like he's the one that's being a fucking dick ass because he's right. not getting any sleep but like also neither is she. But anyway. Right. I Other do, than that. I do, I do think it's funny that and I've always thought it was funny that the one good night's sleep he gets is when he's in prison because he's used to like that New York City loud noises. Mm. I've always liked that joke. I always thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> That is funny. I always just because he was just so tired. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the noise, like the yeah. Instead of oh, okay, just dead it is much funnier now the, when you yeah. explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know, as all jokes are, once they're explained, they're way funnier. <laughs> That's how comedy works. Uh, I I love the scene where he does show up in the courthouse in the um <laughs> the. Uh, the, uh, the, outfit. the awesome the purple, suit. the like maroon the suit, tuxedo, yeah. uh, the, the velvet the, like, tuxedo, yeah. yes. the like magician's <laughs> tux, tux. Yes. yes, no, that's pretty great. And you guys know that uh, the judge is Herman Munster, right? Yes, oh, uh, it was uh, like, uh, yeah. yeah, I had to look him up Edward afterwards because I was like, yeah. Ooh, I thought he looked familiar and I couldn't place uh. it. See, I, I was watching the Munsters on Nick at Night at the time that I first oh, saw that yes. movie. Oh, so yes. I was like, oh my God, it's Herman Munster. That's hilarious. And then the uh, guy that plays the DA, Lane Smith, is uh, the the Perry White from the Lois and Clark New Adventures of Superman yes. with Dean Cain and yep. Terry Hatcher. Mm-hmm. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I feel like he's always kind yeah, of Yeah, he's like been in a lot the, of stuff. The lovable bad guy? Yes. Is- you know, like I, that's a weird way to phrase it, but like you, I, I hope you get where I'm going with that. Right, like he's the enemy, but he's also not like a dick enemy. Like he's just he's the he's the other side. He's in that yeah. movie, and maybe but that's like, just like his per like him as an actor. Like he just does a good job of making you see the humanity in the bad guy. Yeah, maybe, maybe because he I could have know. like portrayed it, but he's like you know. He could have portrayed it kind of dickish, but he's very jolly. Like, oh, let's go hunting, and yeah, you want right. my uh, notes here? I'm gonna have them copy it all for you. And it's, yeah. but that's also part of the joke that Harry doesn't realize that he's entitled to that legally. I love that we're fully going does. Harry on this. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Go full Harry. Go full Harry. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. It's hilarious. called disclosure, you dickhead. 
was just, and this is again like where you just have to suspend your disbelief. Okay, it took him like six tries to pass the bar. Okay, fair enough. It's a hard test. But that means that by the sixth time, he like is supposed to, and ostensibly before he passed the bar, he graduated from law school. So like basic things that the audience knows, like he should know, mm. but okay. Like, again, we'll just, we'll just go with it. But that the was one thing story. Where was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, maybe that's why he looks so old. Because they're trying to tell you that, like, he took the bar exam for, like, six years in a row after he yeah. went to law school. Mm -hmm. But he went to law school after he was, like, already kind of, like, a little bit older. All right. Like well, that a mechanic makes sense. And, yeah. and then I guess it makes sense why her biological clock was ticking. Because back, back then, people thought that, like, 30 was your biological clock ticking. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, if you think about it, Joe Pesci was the original WB actor, where he was a 50-year-old trying to play like a 35-year-old. <laughs> he could have been in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, why wasn't he in Greece? Why wasn't he? I think he was too short. And the man sing. Yeah. <laughs> we know he can wear the hell out of some velour. Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty great. Yeah. Oh my god! No, I I do. I love that movie so so much. And we didn't even talk about how fucking Ralph Macchio was in that movie. Oh, <laughs> Ralph Macchio! I love it. I love Ralph Macchio. I do too. I'm glad that he grew up to not be problematic. I don't think oh, he's not problematic. No, he's right? like a super nice guy. Oh. Yeah, From what I understand, I mean, I don't know. I don't know him personally. <laughs> That made it seem like I did. I did. Yeah, everything I've heard is I that listened he's... to like and he was on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me like last year and the interview was so delightful. Oh he was so nice. He was like, Yeah, sometimes I drive down like the LIE like blasting that song from a karate kid. He's like, I do it too. I use it as a pump-up song too. Like, You're nice. adorable, Ralph Mountain. Thank you. Aww. Thank you for not being problematic. Because, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he lives um, in, uh, I believe it's Miller Place on Long Island. Or he did, or, or Port Jeff, like that that uh, North Shore area mm. near my uh, parents' house. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, good times. Good times. And then the, the dude that played his friend, I thought, but I was wrong because I looked it up. I thought that he was the guy that played the friend in uh, Ferris Bueller. No. But he's not. No, he's not. He's not. Cameron. Yeah, who, he's who not is in succession. It's, uh, that's right. Alan that is, Brooke. Yeah, he's the guy that's the oldest brother, right? He played. Yeah, he plays Connor Roy. Yes. Holy fucking shit! Did I just blow your world? You just blew my goddamn mind, and now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now, like, because there was a gnawing. Yeah. In the back of my. Yeah. In the back of my head. Yeah. So do you oh guys? Oh my god! Side note: We finished. Oh my goodness! Uh, for oh, another episode, I can't wait to hear yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know Colleen has to finish it first, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's good, right? They land the plane. Yeah, they landed the plane. They did. Yeah. Okay. But I'm still kind of stuck on. Wow. Yeah. So we watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Whole thing. Didn't, yeah. yeah. Even heard him uh, as a guest on. Um, uh, love it or leave it and didn't yeah oh he was on love it or leave it he oh, was it was a very it was a tricky time because like i was 
hadn't even started season four gotcha. yet. So, ah, like, so and was... Lovett talked about succession. He made succession references a lot, unapologetically. And <laughs> that sounds like Lovett. <laughs> zero fucks about anyone who hadn't caught up um, on like several episodes. And like, you never knew when they were coming. So mm -hmm. I had to be okay. very careful for a while. But yeah, he was a guest. Yeah, nice. all of the uh, cocaine jokes on Pod Save America recently have been very excellent. Funny. Oh my gosh! Including excellent. the one where Love It was like, "That sounds like the kind of boyfriend I need." Yes, <laughs> I hate beating a, a joke to death, but like, at Isn't least they're they're no. at least they're very no. clever jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, but what I was gonna say is. Do you guys know what we probably best know the actor that was Stan from? I think you're never going to guess it. You're going to blow my mind again? I don't know if I'm going to blow your mind, but you're going to be like, oh. The stakes are already blown, blown by both broads. Yeah, yeah. Mind blown. blown by two broads. <laughs> the stakes are not high for this one, though. He uh -huh. was Barry in Friends, like Rachel's orthodontist fiance that she runs away from. Oh. Oh. oh, huh? Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, he, does, he did look familiar, but yeah, yeah. yeah. He just kind of had that. I like that for him. Love that for him too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that. Once I looked that up, I was like, oh, okay, that's where I know him from. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, any last thoughts on my cousin Vinny before we take a quick break and get to the feedback because we got a lot of feedback from listeners on this uh, I just wanted to say um okay grits I appreciate oh, the grits. grits yeah because yeah. I do because I have had conversations with people because I still don't understand grits They're but delicious. but I they taste but I good though it. I like but grits I got it no self-respecting different ways that you can do it sweet savory yeah yeah <laughs> I do. I do sort of love the like grits perm comparison. Like when you when you really look at them on their face, it's mm. like a very mm. similar, like a trope almost. They they follow the same beats, and I I really actually sort of loved that in watching the two movies together. I did too. I I, I yeah, I did too. I love that. Yeah, I, I I was hoping there'd be some fun comparisons, and it was fun to actually like go on the journey of the two movies together. I think this was a, a, an interesting and a fun yes. pairing. Good, it was yes. a fun Good, pairing. Great pairing. Yeah. Great pairing. For sure. Yeah. It was a fun pairing. And I'm glad that both movies are movies, again, I, I can't say this enough, or, that I don't feel bad rewatching. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're, they're you know, for problems aside, like they're, they're Sorry, entertaining. Stupid. Like they're entertaining and they tell good, they tell a good story and they have good jokes. And really, yes. like that's, and the things that are bad are things that you can recognize and acknowledge. Yeah, right. And it doesn't take great. away from the fact that it's still a, a entertaining story with a beginning, middle, and an end. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, then let's take a quick break, and we will come back and do some feedback. Here we go. All right. Uh, we're back. We're going to do some feedback. So we got a lot of awesome feedback this week. And we are going to save, uh, we're only going to, for time's sake, uh, we're only going to do the feedback that is related to the two movies. And we will do the rest of the feedback next week, which I am excited to get to. Uh, so, yes. So the first bit of feedback is from uh, the Facebook group. 
Um, and that would be from Tucker. And he says, ooh, Lane Smith is in My Cousin Vinny. He played the perfect Perry White in one of my favorite childhood shows, The New Adventures of Superman. There you go. But it wasn't the new Adventures of Superman, wasn't it? Uh, Lois and Clark, the Adventures of Superman. Anyway, the, it was. It was very technical here. Only know this because I'm so ashamed to admit that Dean Kane was my first celebrity crush. I think that's why I went so hard for Brendan. Uh, what's his face afterwards? Because definitely a less MAGA version of <laughs> Dean Kane, who ended up being real bad, <laughs> real real bad. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, next up, we have some feedback for uh, from Margaret, and she says, "I think my husband and my husband and I can quote my cousin Vinny uh, word for word. We always watch it whenever we find it on the guide." I, Margaret, we should definitely do some kind of I don't know watch along for my cousin Vinny because <laughs> I can also quote it, and I was doing so. Uh, Tucker then uh, responded to Margaret saying, I've never seen my cousin Vinny, but as a New England Patriots fan, I really want to watch it because Bill Belichick uttered the no uh, Mona Lisa, no, uh, no Mona Lisa Vito line in a presser. And I've uh, always been intrigued for that reason alone. What's the line? Oh, I don't know this. Hold on. Bill Belichick. Mona Lisa Vito. Okay, it's like the first thing that comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it says, I wouldn't, okay, here it is. I would not say I'm the Mona Lisa Vito of the football world as she was in the car expertise uh, area. Okay, so it was, uh, it, was a, it was a compliment. Yeah, giving props. Cool. Yep. Yes. Tucker, if you're listening to this, it's a great, it's a fun movie. Go watch it. It's fun. And Mona Lisa is the fucking best. The shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt says I'm related. I want to watch. I, I checked out Joyride this weekend. I think it's uh, totally up the broads alley. I do want to see it, but I'm going to Comic Con, and it's gonna have to wait a few weeks till I get back. I want to. Yeah, I want to go too. We'll see yeah, what happens. Same. Wasn't the original title for that movie like Sex Club or something? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not kidding. Original <laughs> title Joyride. Interesting. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, it was supposed to originally, the working title was the Joy Fuck Club. Oh, okay. So, there you go. I knew I read something about it. Um, uh, let's see, moving on. Uh, Amy says, for years, Legally Blonde was my go-to if I had a really bad day. The Elle Woods character is very empowering. She doesn't let anything get in the way of her goals. Yes, yeah. I love that. And I love Holland Taylor in that movie, which we didn't even talk yes, about. Yes, Holland Taylor. I had to look up her name afterwards. So I was like, who is this? I know this. Who is love this? Love me some Holland Taylor. Yes, yes. Um, and I love that at the end, she's the one, after kicking her out in her first class, is like, you're not the girl that I thought you were. Mm -hmm. Good love thing that. she was at that exact same nail place. Yeah. Well, you know what? If she wasn't <laughs> just like the Jiminy Cricket of the movie. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I believe in you, kid. <laughs> uh, okay, so for feedback, we're going to end with uh, a voicemail from Maggie and an email from Matt that both talk about the movie, uh, movies. We've got um, uh, some other great feedback from Kate and Jack from Singapore, and we will get to that uh, next episode. Uh, okay, let's start with the uh, voicemail from Maggie. Here we go. 
Hey, Amanda, Sandy, and Colleen. It's Maggie. Um, my cousin Denise needs back. And happy birthday, Amanda. Um, I'm actually calling on you. your birthday. So, yay. Yeah. Um, hope, you're ha- hope you have a great day. All right. I watched my cousin Denise last night um, for the first time. I don't know how I've never seen it, but I just haven't. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was, I mean, I think I've seen enough, like, lawyer movies like Legally Blonde um, and TV shows to sort of know a little bit what was going to happen, but it was still, I still really liked it. <laughs> just the beginning, I was just like, man, for two smart boys, they are sure dumb. <laughs> or just have no common sense or street smarts. I don't know what it, what it was at the beginning. They were just, um, you know, idiots. And I guess, you know, it's a totally different world 30-something years ago, 31 years ago. In this movie, but um, you know that they just confessed without knowing what the crime was at the beginning. Like, I feel like that was a little crazy. But um, but yeah, I also kind of thought for some reason that the logging truck that they passed was going to have something to do with it because they showed it again, and I guess it was just showing that if they haven't had passed the logging truck, that it never would have happened. Um, thought of that this morning. So, the other part was funny was when Vinny was trying to get some sleep in the town, and I was like, can we just get him some earplugs? He needs some earplugs. Um, Marissa Tomei was amazing. Loved, loved her. Um, the one thing that was a little distracting, which I did look up during the movie, was the age difference between Marissa Tomei and Joe Pesci. Um, it's 21 years. So, um, that part was a little bit distracting and a little, like, really? But, because, oh, I mean, Kyobashi was, like, is 49 when this, when he did this movie. So, like, kind of him just being a young law student, I don't know, that just was a little hard to swallow. I mean, it's Joe Pesci, and I just know him from so many things. But, um, first Tomei was really great, and I really enjoyed it. So, thanks for that. It was funny, and... I did love how um, Marisha Tomei saved the day, uh, Mona Lisa, um, which was great, and everybody didn't uh, didn't believe her, wasn't going to believe her, and then, and then the lawyer was uh, um, Mighty Ducks, uh, Gordon's first coach, I can't think of his name, but he was in the Mighty Ducks, where do I know him from, oh yeah, so yeah, enjoyed uh, my visit, sorry, I was almost done, that's what she said, um, I knew I was rambling, but I was trying to wrap it up. Um, so, yes, really enjoyed My Cousin Minnie. I'd never seen it before, so that was fun. And I hope to rewatch Legally Blonde before you guys, before your episode comes out. I don't know that will happen, but we, I'm going to try. But I do love Legally Blonde, and Elwood's is the best. And then to snap. All right, I'll talk to you ladies later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so she also noticed the awkward age difference and how he yeah. looks like a seventy-five-year-old brand new lawyer. <laughs> For real, yeah, yeah. Also, she made two points. One I wrote down, and then of course the second one she made it while I was writing down the first point. Now I forgot what it was, but um, it's funny. The I shot the sheriff. Is that like? A direct joke for the the song 
I shot the sheriff, but I didn't shoot the deputy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure I picked up on the joke yeah, in the not. movie it, to begin with. But anyway. Um, and then what else? Oh, Lane Smith. Mighty Ducks. Duh. Huh. I, I yeah, I don't remember. He's the, he's the other coach, isn't he? In the first movie. In the first Mighty Ducks. Oh, I suppose so. He had like a black like bomber jacket. Yes. Maybe. I, I know he's the other coach in... I guess in, I had for I yeah. guess I had forgotten about that. <laughs> and it came out the same year as my cousin Vinny, nineteen ninety-two. Oh, he had a very prolific year. Yes, apparently he and Joe Pesci were like the yes. two actors. They were like, <laughs> mm, you know, <laughs> gotta make that money, gotta make that. Well, bang. something for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> do a kid oh. movie. Do a, yeah. Yeah, Maggie. If I remember the, what you said the first time, I will blurt it out. There was another thing, though, that I meant to write down while you were talking. <laughs> that I wrote down, I shot the sheriff too slowly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie mentioned um, the naivete of our two young uh, protagonists. Yes. And just, like, yeah. the way that they... And I have to say, like, I mean, and this was very much a thing for, like, most of our lives. But I do not enjoy when everything rests on a misunderstanding. Yeah, I, I kind of actually hate that shit. Yeah, but, but that's that like, is very real life, though. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Sometimes I feel like nah. the joke gets dragged out so much. You're like, come on, <coughs> come on, come on, come on. Like it, it just exactly uh, just yeah. communicate a little better. Yeah, but it's also for the sake of long. comedy too. It's right. Like, yeah, well, yeah. but is it funny? Like, you know, and to many people, apparently it is, but I'm just saying like, to me, like, I hate yeah. that shit. And it's one of the things that I love about Ted Lasso is they don't let that. Yeah. Apply. Yeah. No, Thank fair. you, Maggie. Um, let us know when you do watch Legally Blonde, what you thought. Rewatch mm. it rather. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Uh, and we also got a bit of feedback from Kate on Instagram. She said, love both of these so, so, so much. My Cousin Vinny is actually one of my top three favorite movies. Not only is it so funny at every turn, but Marissa Tomei is so badass with knowing about cars when she's a witness in court. Top moment, Vinny in court in the ridiculous suit. And the judge tells him he's holding him in contempt of court, uh, in contempt of court. And he says, there's a fucking surprise. Kills me every time. <laughs> so Second, that was so great. Second favorite moment. Vinny looking through pictures, renting, uh, uh, ranting how they aren't helpful, and he finds one of him in the shower and says it'll clinch the case. Oh, I can't even stand how much I love the movie. But as we talked about, he was kind of a dick in that moment, though. Yeah. But it True. is funny. You solved the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks, Kate. Indeed. All right. All right, let's finish up with an email from Matt, which I think this might set the record for the longest Matt email. All it's right. pretty long. It's pretty long. Let's do it. That's what she said. Mm. <laughs> Matt writes in my cousin Vinny's slash Legally Blonde feedback. Hey, broads. This month, we have a double feature of two unlikely lawyers, my cousin Vinny and Legally Blonde. Honestly, I've never seen either of them. What? Or at least not all the way through. My mom loves Legally Blonde, so I've seen scenes here and there. So now we've come to my thoughts, which I believe you are both 
uh, highly anticipating and highly dreading in equal measure. You are correct, sir. <laughs> I knew going into my cousin Vinny that it is pretty accurate regarding how court cases are handled. <laughs> Obviously. Hopefully, Brian, the DP specialist, gave you some insight into that. I think we all know court scenes in TV and movies, like a lot of things, aren't played for realism. But this shows you can get closer to reality and still be an entertaining film. Okay. Yeah. We also have Marissa Tomei winning an Oscar, beating Judy Davis, Vanessa Redgrave, Miranda Richardson, and I swear this is not a porn name, Joan Plowright. She was married to Laurence Olivier. I thought she was fine, and it's nice to see a comedic performance. I think he means Plowright. Plow Sorry, I don't know how that, yes, Plowright. Well, I think Plowright would be their more <laughs> <porn> name. <laughs> well, I fucked that up. <laughs> Plowright. Um. <laughs> you know, whenever whenever I read, like, uh, especially like a Matt email or something, where there are famous people's names, and I know I'm going to fuck them up because I don't know famous people, I like kind of gets in my head. And this one I wasn't meant to know, but I still fucked it up. <laughs> Joan Plowright. Um. Anyway, Matt goes on. I thought she was fine, and it's nice to see a comedic performance get an Oscar. But it does result in expectations that the performance can't live up to. Well, maybe it lived up to them in 1992, Matt. Mm. Not that that's her fault. And she definitely didn't deserve all the crap she got for winning. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that either. She did get a lot of crap for winning. That's so shitty. Because, you know, there's always like... She didn't ask for anything. Right. Right? She like did a job. People exactly. gave her an award for it. Yeah, she did a and job. Like, she did it really like, effing but... well, and she got rewarded for doing her job really effing well. If Jesus. I remember correctly, and I found this out later in my research into the movie writing, because I believe I've written maybe two papers on it actually, once in like actual college. You're very prolific. Uh, really about love this movie. movie. <laughs> love this movie. Um, but I, I believe that uh, it was one of those like controversial things because it wasn't like some serious like you know Shakespeareish drama part, and uh -huh. she right. came in and did this like big comedy role where it was like, well, how much is she really acting? Blah 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 blah, and like you know people get mm. pissy, right? Because the Oscars love nothing more than to take themselves way too seriously. <laughs> yes, it's a fucking popularity contest, people. All yeah. the awards are. I would argue it's harder to be funny than it is to be serious. Yes. Yeah. Not everyone yeah. can deliver a joke. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Matt goes on to say, at least the Moonlight slash La La Land fiasco proved Jack Palance didn't read the wrong name as some theorized. <laughs> okay. Um, there's also a ton of great character actors in this one. Like, see, here we go again with all the names. I'll read them. James. James no, that's okay. James okay. Rebhorn. Lane Smith and Bruce McGill. We also get Fred Gwynn's final narrative film performance. Ultimately, it's Pesci's, see, I know how to say that one, show, <laughs> and he's a lot of fun in the role. Originally, Gambini was supposed to be a larger, more intimidating presence, but Goodfellas, which won his Oscar for a while they shot this, showed he could work, and I think there's a benefit comedically for someone of Pesci's stature. Yeah, yes. I, I agree. Yeah. 
I would have liked to have seen another one of these, and there were plans, but no sequels came into fruition. There was, however, an album Pesci recorded in character called Vincent LaGuardia Gambini Sings Just For You. Oh what? my God, I did not what? know this. Wow. It also borrows a lot from his mom characters, and I swear if you don't know about this, this is very real and not something I plugged into some AI. This is very real. <laughs> and he uh, gives the YouTube link. And for some reason, the Grammys thought The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill was a better album. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I will be linking to this in the show notes. Don't you all worry. (laughs) After I watch this about 14 times. I know. That continues. Holy crap, I haven't gotten to Legally Blonde yet. I liked this one, too. Witherspoon in the role that made her a superstar really makes the movie. Elle Woods could have been a ridiculous caricature, but Witherspoon in the script, written by Karen Lutz and Kirsten Smith of 10 Things I Hate About You fame, based on a book that also came out in 2001, gave her depth and shows it's not some fluke that she got into Harvard. Very true. Mm-hmm. We see early on with the snooty sales girl. While she's very interested in fashion and looks, she's not stupid, and it would be a bad choice to underestimate her. That is ultimately the feminist message of the film, and I'm sure why it's become an enduring figure in pop culture. We know things that appeal to girls often get looked down upon, whether it be boy bands, Twilight, or fashion magazines covered in pink. Another movie would have had her forsake the pinks for a traditional lawyer garb and have her quote-unquote grow up. However, that's not the case, and she didn't need to change who she was. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. A lyric from... Also, I would not compare Twilight to Legally Blonde, but continue. <laughs> Take offense to that. Sorry. Hey, there's a lot to be said about Twilight. Um... I know. You've said it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple of times. Uh, a lyric from The Vampire Diaries, sidebar, yes, I watched The Vampire Diaries, is... See, there's nothing wrong with fucking vampire stuff. Uh, is wrong, and a big part of her arc is realizing this guy she wanted to marry was a smug asshole the whole time. But he's talking about Warner. No, but he's talking. Mm-hmm. The actor look. that plays Warner was in the Vampire Diaries. Oh, okay, okay, okay really? Okay. Huh. I guess I didn't, I didn't watch, watch vampire, vampire Diaries. Diaries. Yeah, I had nothing against it. I just uh, didn't watch it. Just yeah. Huh. So, yeah, realizing that she didn't want to marry him the whole time. Of course, he argues for the rando sperm donor's rights with the kid. Yeah, that was like, yeesh. That was yeah. like peak Republican right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The way she carried herself with the accused widow believing in her and not breaking attorney-client privilege when told an alibi is the kind of thing you'd want when represented in court. And ultimately, it is her knowledge of girly things that wins the case. It's a big hero moment when she comes to court in the end, decked out in all pink, and it wouldn't work otherwise. I could really see this working as a TV series, and it probably would have been had it come out today. Considering its popularity to this day, I wouldn't be surprised if a Liga sequel? A Liga sequel? I'll Google it. Hold on. Okay. Oh, Legacy Sequel. sequel. He means Legacy Sequel. Legacy Sequel? What? Hmm? 
Hmm. Apparently, a legacy sequel are nowadays like Halloween had something that just came out recently, and like Hocus Pocus, Scream, and New Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that's a legacy sequel. Okay, AKA going back to our childhood because we are the ones that are now like buying things, and also people can't think of anything new. A legacy sequel way of uh, pandering or um, yes, it is refurbishing IP. Yes, it is a film or series in which a beloved, which beloved aging stars reprise classic roles and pass the torch to younger successors. Yeah. Mm. Also Period. known as a cop out. Yeah. Also known as lazy. <laughs> also yep. known as I don't I might know. Still I don't watch so. it, but I might still watch it, but I would also like <clears throat> be annoyed by it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm having yeah. fun. We weren't annoyed by Hocus Pocus that much. I was annoyed that they did that. I was annoyed less by it than I thought I was going to. Yes, no, that's that's, that's very true. fair. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So considering its popularity to this day, I wouldn't be surprised if a legacy sequel hasn't been kicked around, especially with the reemergence of Jennifer Coolidge. Good point. Mm. Who doesn't get as much to do as I expected? Just remember when it was when it came out. Um, but it's cool to see her, even though she says two things that wouldn't be okay today. Oh shit! What did she say? But, yeah. I didn't. I didn't write it's everything down. It's very specific. So, that yeah. like two things. It's like okay. Yeah. Well, what two things? Yeah. No. There. Okay. I'm, I'm sure there. Yeah. I am yeah. sure she did yeah. because okay. Jennifer Coolidge has always been an actor that has not been afraid to go there. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Also, 2001 was just not a. Mm, it was a time. Yeah. It was, it was a, time. a time. Yeah. Okay. While comedies tend to age worse than dramas, these I think came out mostly well. You can okay. definitely get rid of the stuttering lawyer in Vinny. Yeah. Yes, that was yes. what I was going to talk yes. about. That was so Unnecessary. weird. Unnecessary. So yeah. bad. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe we didn't talk about that so bad. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, like, was, utterly unremarkable. Like, it doesn't need to be in the movie at all. Like, it, right? no. it doesn't add anything to it. It doesn't add anything. No. It's just mean. Yeah. It yeah, is just mean. mean. It just equates, like, stuttering with stupidity, and that's, like, awful. Just terrible yeah. and untrue. Yeah. 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 I had to talk to Alex about that actually. I can't believe I totally forgot about that. Hmm. I mentioned that. Yeah. It's not great. So yeah, I agree. We we all agree, Matt, that we can definitely get rid of the stuttering lawyer in Vinny and show him be bad at his job in some other way. Yes, mm. like actually be bad at his job. I also don't think the misunderstanding when Vinny meets Stan would work today. I oh, agree. As you said, agree. Yeah. Also, Enid and LB would probably be a little more nuanced in her feminism rather than making arguments at parties that sound like things that Fox News makes up to keep their viewers mad. <laughs> but they're not enough to sink either film. All right. Maybe this is- Enid's thing was that bad. Because that was when she was like, oh, would you call me a dyke? And that's when uh, L Woods just looks at her and is like, ew, no, I don't say that word. Yeah. All right, this is going on longer than a real life court case, so I'll wrap up here. As we, here wrap up here as we get ready for uh, Barbenheimer, Matt. Oh, I'm so excited for Barbenheimer! Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm picking Barbie first, and I'll see Oppenheimer if I have the time. But really? Barbie all the way. Yeah, I can't wait to see Barbie. I'm so excited. Yeah. Have you not seen all the press stuff that they've been doing? No, that's true. I sorry because my brain Barbie? went. This is where my brain went. It went. Oh, I think I'd rather go for the downer and then have the Barbie upper to like. Oh, that's mm. a good point. Actually, I read that. Uh, I read a comment somewhere 
that they said that they would do Oppenheimer in the morning, go for, cause they were going to go for a double feature with their mom and they were going to do Oppenheimer in the morning, go for drinks and then do Barbie in the afternoon. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what my brain, my brain went, where you were like, going to do both movies, definitely. But you did not. That's not what you actually said. So that was my response. I just wanted to clarify. No, I'm prioritizing Barbie because I think it's going to be super, super fun. Yes. The marketing has been amazing. I think it's really going to. They even had prime Barbie themed Prime Day shit. Do they really? Yes. Damn. I got marketed it. I get targeted advertisement for like Barbie themed luggage and Barbie themed this and that. But it wasn't like you get much better target marketing than I do. (laughs) I'm not sure what that says about me, but like, yeah, like I'm, I'm super stoked. And I love, I love the ever loving crap out of every outfit that Margot Robbie has worn to dress like a Barbie doll. And they all actually, uh, except for America Ferrara, because she's playing a human being in the movie. But uh, I saw Issa Rae was dressed as one of the Barbie characters. And, like, it seems like they're all kind of, like, into dressing. It. Yeah, it looks super fun. Yeah. And I'm very sad now that the strike means that we're not going to get any more really fun Barbie cast outfits. But whatever. <laughs> they need to be paid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but anyway, thank you for your feedback, Matt. I feel like we were generally on the same page. Yes. I think this is the most on the same page we may have ever been. About like both this. movies. About both movies. I yeah. like this for us. Yeah. Well, yeah. Excellent. Although he did a good job without you there, Goddess Me Margaret, too, to his credit. Yeah. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> thank you, Matt. And thank you for introducing us to the um, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini <laughs> album. Yes. <laughs> Which is a Snubbed. whole ass thing. Snubbed. Snubbed. Robbed <laughs> by Lauren Hill. By Lauren. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure she was like 14 hours late to the Grammys to accept that award too. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you to the patrons, especially the ones that contribute a certain level and that we Eckhart Rickner, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with a plan, and Ed the creepy poopy head man man. If you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash J and Jack. We'd be happy for your support. It goes to support everybody on the network. Thank you to everybody that gave us feedback today. Excited to read the feedback. Uh, So uh, any feedback about this movie or anything else, uh, let us know. And um, yeah. Does anybody else have any last minute thoughts about the movies? Or are we good? I think we're good. We are good. Well, um, one more time, I'm just going to say, it's called Disclosure, dickhead. Because I'm clearly enjoying myself every time I say that. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) thanks, everybody. My name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye.